listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Welcome to My Pet Podcast, and this is episode nine. Wow, we're up to episode nine already. Nearly cracking the double figures. Nearly. We're almost there. Um, I'm Beck, and I'm joined by Dr. Glenn, our resident vet here. Hello, everyone. Uh, Today, we thought we'd talk to you about de-sexing your pets. De-sexing is something that, well, myself and Glenn, we sort of consider it a part of responsible pet ownership. It's something that... Uh, most people, well, we'd like to think most people are out there hopefully thinking about doing when they either get a new puppy or a young dog or even a new member to the family that might be a bit older. Most of your rescues and um, adoption places actually will not sell undesexed animals. So even if they get a old dog in, they will desex it before uh, adopting it out. So it's clearly something that is part of that responsible pet ownership um, these days. So we thought we'd talk because talk to you about it a little bit more because there's often a lot of talk about why you shouldn't desex your pet where there's actually a lot of pros to desexing your pet obviously they're not going to get pregnant or father some uh, little other puppies or kittens around the neighborhood but there are a lot of pros in both health and behavior for having your pet desexed so glenn thought i Maybe we'll start with the actual process of desexing your pet. What actually happens? Because people, obviously, general owners, we're not standing back um, watching. It's only the nurses and the vets that see the process happening. Yep. And it's not all that traumatic for them. Let's. let's no, look, it's, it's it's routine surgery, and there's a big, big difference between male desexing and yes. female desexing. Um, guys males get, out of get it away easy. with it pretty easy. Um, surprise, surprise. That mm-hmm. goes for most Typical. things in life, pretty much. <laughs> um, so yes, I mean, male desexing is. Um, removing the gonads so the testicles um, and they are reasonably easily accessed in most pets um, so we're talking about what animals do we desex and, and that's pretty much just about every um, domestic animal that we uh-huh. have um, contact with um, on mostly a behavioural basis because yes. entire male dogs of most species are, are reasonably difficult to manage a lot of the time or well, they're more likely to be difficult to manage so yeah removing the testicles basically it's a pretty straightforward procedure in cats and in dogs and um, sheep and cattle and Horses. Pigs and horses and yep. um, guinea pigs and there's probably some other species which I haven't gone down the path <laughs> of. Um, rats and mice we usually leave alone. But it's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's most um, males of species that we have domesticated. We um, remove testicles for various reasons. So it, it's pretty straightforward. procedure, so just a general anaesthetic and um, remove testicles through the scrotal skin and, and close it up in most um domestic small animals and leave them open in and some other species basically to drain yep so we can see those testicles that's when it's nice and easy and yes occasionally we'll get someone come into the a dog come into the clinic and they actually only have the one testicle yep. descended or maybe none at all yep. and they're actually hiding up in their abdomen up in the belly there yep. you yeah. have to go looking for them as, as an embryo the um, the testicles start up where the ovaries are basically yep. so the gonads start in the same spot and um, in females the the Gonads stay in the same spot up next to the kidneys, and in males, they, um, as embryos, migrate down um, through the abdomen, through the inguinal rings, down in the groin, um, and hopefully end up down in the in the scrotal area. So, yeah, some pets um, have got a problem somewhere in that migration, and and they have got one or two retained testicles, and that's um, certainly a big health concern for later on in life if you've got a retained testicle because it's held at a temperature that's higher than it should be, and that's not normal, and and that testicle's a lot more prone to get testicular cancer. 
cancer. So um, that's the main justification and um, and special need for um, entire males that have got um, retained testicles for that testicle to come out sooner rather than later. Basically. So we call that a cryptorchid situation. A cryptorchid, that's right. And so you go looking for it. Does take a little bit more effort because you have to go. Sometimes yeah, you have to actually can, really can, search can, for can them. You, yeah, I mean, yes. it comes basically like a spay in a, in yep. a female dog, which um, is removing the ovaries. Um, yes. So they are yeah up by the kidneys. So you know, female dogs, female cats, um, occasionally female guinea pigs, um, but um, the odd cow gets spayed. There's not many um, other animals because just because it's harder to get to ovaries and, and they've got less behavioural and health characteristics mm-hmm. that are, are a problem basically, yeah. And a bit easier to keep separated sometimes. Bit easier to get separated and yep. that sort of things, but yeah, I mean, basically, it's you know, it's mostly we're talking about um, female cats and dogs, um, dogs as far as the the desexing sort of things goes. So in the females, it's a spay. It takes a little bit longer, a little bit longer recovery, more stitches. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's an abdominal wound. Yes. Um, so you're going inside the abdomen and, and um, sometimes using a little spay hook device so you haven't got actual fingers in abdomen you can you can hook the little bit of um, ovarian or uterine tissue and, and have it out through a relatively small incision um, and um, and it's ovaries and uterus out as well because uh, removing the uterus means that you haven't got the potential um, long-term health problems that are involved with with keeping uterus which is um, pyometra basically a, a uterine infection if you don't remove the um, uterus you can get infection which is Usually fatal if you don't. And um, that develops get rid of it a lot later. Can develop a lot later in life. Yeah, or? later in life. Yep. The older they are, the more likely it is to happen. And, and if they're having seasons and, and um, coming into season mm-hmm. regularly, basically it's those hormones that influence the, the uterus to make um, more mucus, basically, than it should. Uh, and that occasionally becomes infected and goes really horribly from there, pretty much. Yeah, so that's the main uh, health reason of. Um, desexing basically is is preventing uh, uterine disease and ovarian disease and also mammary disease in uh, in female dogs because uh, the more seasons they have the more likely they are that mammary tissue um, turns into mammary carcinomas which is always bad news so um yeah as soon as you desex a pet it makes them less likely to develop mammary tumors in the future mm-hmm. uh what age should we be looking at getting a Pets desexed. Okay. It's a bit tricky, but... A bit tricky. I mean, my standard recommendation is six months, and that's an easy standard recommendation, basically. So um, not before, not after, um, basically six months um, makes it easy, and and that could be five months or it could be seven months. There's Mm -hmm. not a great deal of difference there. The main thing is you're just trying to get in before they hit puberty. Um, so so that before they start coming in season. Before they come in season, ability yeah. to therefore reproduce. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, it stops, A, them reproducing, which is good. Um, it stops the behavioural changes that go along with puberty, particularly in male dogs um, and male cats. Well, yes. tomcats um, can be quite unpleasant to live with sometimes with they their spraying, spray. marking behaviour. Um, and entire male dogs, testosterone does funny things to mm. dogs and bulls and stallions and Yep. Men sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so just stopping that testosterone serve, um, surge uh, alleviates that problem. Yeah. Okay, so we're about the six months age. About the six months, mate. There's a lot of discussion about whether you should or you shouldn't de sex dogs. I mean, I've heard, dogs and cats though, I've heard over the time a lot of reasons as to people say why we shouldn't. Yep. So, just a few of them that I've sort of heard or myself or have heard from people or yep. seen reported elsewhere so a lot of the time we say uh, i've seen people say oh, i don't want to have my pet desex because they'll lose that uh physical and mental development that they should have had if they were kept as an entire male or female yeah is that 
True. I mean, it's got to be to maybe a little bit, but yeah. Look, I mean, they're not the same as in. I mean, if the males don't go through puberty, they don't have the um, predisposition to male dominant aggressive behaviour, which is certainly oh. a problem. You know, you've got a fifty kilo dog that's yeah. male dominant aggressive. That's a bad thing. You've got yes, a four not ki- a positive. <laughs> yeah, you've got a four kilo chihuahua that's male dominant aggressive. It's not necessarily a good thing either. It's yeah. probably not going to kill you. You might lose a finger, but yeah. um, but it's not going to kill you. Um, so, I mean, that's behaviourally, you know, the main the yep. main thing there. Um, are they going to be exactly the same? No, I usually say, you know, they're more stable, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. females, you haven't got um, the hormonal ups and downs that go along with mm-hmm. um, coming into season and, and all the behavioural changes that go along there. Female cats, um, they um, call and they don't call it calling for nothing. They're mm-hmm. screaming at the door for three to five days at a time um, every month, basically. <laughs> um, and, and that can make them fairly difficult to live with. Yeah. Um, and there's no safe um, way to not have a female cat or dog come into season um, that's not um, stopping their hormone production basically so um, we used to use some pretty nasty tablets called Overid there was some medroxyprogesterone uh, injections long acting that used to certainly stop them coming into season but with not without considerable potential um, deadly side yeah, effects. Yeah we can't give them like the pill like a contraceptive can't, pill. Can't give them the pill. There is an yep. Im- implant um, called Superiolon um, that we're using in male and female dogs which does the same thing as desexing basically as in it stops them producing uh, female and male sex hormones. Um, So, you know, it it is an option for a non-surgical castration or a non-surgical spray um, for pets that have got like heart conditions where anaesthetic oh. risks are, oh, yeah. are considerable sometimes um, or if there's you know special um, special reasons if you've got a quite aged pet um, that uh, is reluctant to to, um, to put oh. under anaesthetic but they've got you know a mammary tumour and, mm-hmm. and um, you're trying to slow that down or it's a prostate problem in, in an entire male dog and, and owners are reluctant to dissect you can use these implants to have the same effect you've just got to do it every 6 or 12 months um, yeah. and keep doing it and, and it ends up costing a fair bit of money yeah, yeah. So really that whole argument of that they're not going to be physically and mentally or behaviourally the same as what they would if they weren't de-sexed, it's actually not a con. It's a pro. They're not going to be yeah, they're, 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 they're more predictable. I mean, there's, look, there's a, a train of thought that are dogs more likely um, de-sex versus non-sex to get uh, like separation anxiety problems oh, yes. or, or noise phobias, that sort of thing? Are they less robust of personality? Yep. And are they more prone to those sort of um, anxiety disorders? Um, I don't know. I've never seen any mm. published data on it. Um, I think same with lots of things in science. You could um, postulate a yeah. um, you know, a pathway, a mechanism for is this right or not. It's a bit hard to prove yep. one way or the other. I mean, I see you know plenty of entire male and female dogs that get storm phobias and everything mm. else. Um, so that, I mean, that's not a scientific data yeah. entry point. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it really correlates. Yeah. yeah. So another con that I've heard is that. Um, you want them to act like their gender. You bought a male dog and you want it to act like a male dog. Like you want it to still go and cock its leg on a tree and all the things like that. Is that? Look, if that's what you want, yes, desexing may not be for you because desexing certainly curbs male marking behaviour. It doesn't stop it completely, absolutely, 100% all the time, um, but it certainly makes a big dent in it. And I, for one, know that I would like my male dog, if I had one, to pee on stuff less. That would be a good thing, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> and so Certainly desexed male dog urine smells less pungent and odoursome mm. than an entire male dog because they 
um, you know, got hormones in the system and they're marking mark. stuff to you know put their scent on things. So yes. it certainly it, it smells more as well. So I mean, other behaviours. Um, do you want them to be a good guard dog? I mean, yes. I've seen just as many you know, in brackets good guard dogs that are desexed versus not desexed. Not I mean, it doesn't take away um, their territorial basis and, and their love for their family and aversion to strangers or potentially mm-hmm. your auntie. I mean, my opinion is if you've got a dog that likes to bark at people and bite people, it's probably more likely to bite your auntie than it is the intruder that jumps over the fence at two o'clock in the morning. Um, So that's not necessarily a good thing either. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a furphy that it it, um, stops desirable behavioural characteristics Uh in 56. And, yeah, I think that's a bit of a furphy. Yeah. We have had many um, show dogs that aren't – people, owners aren't willing to de-sex because they're show dogs because that's not – the ideal thing in the show yep. world. That's correct. That's a oh, legitimate. It's There's, I mean, if you're wanting to show in the um, registered breed classes mm-hmm. um, that aren't the desex classes, which yes. they have brought in now, so you, the, there is desex dog classes, which is but, really good. Which so. is really good. Um, so people who enjoy showing can desex their pets yep. um, on you know, health and behavioural grounds mm-hmm. and still enjoy showing if that's yeah, what you want to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't desex your pet, um, well, you shouldn't desex your pet, um, and still show them in um, entire yes. dog classes, basically. Yes. So, so yes, if you want to continue showing entire dog classes, obviously not desexing until yep. you finish showing and my standard recommendation would be okay if you finish showing desex your pet yep. just um, if you finish breeding desex your that, pet you just mentioned oh that you shouldn't as in you know don't try and pass your undesex your desex dog off as an yeah. undesex they all get a tattoo when they get desex um they should get a tattoo yes. i mean i've had specific requests that um pets don't get um, tattooed. At so the, we're at the talking time. about a little tattoo. It's a marking in their ear. Yeah, left left, left ear down. in Queensland. Um, other states um, are mostly left ear, but yep. there's a couple of states in Queensland, in Australia, um, where it's um, could be either. Yep. Um, and yes, they, they should have a tattoo in the left ear if they've been mm-hmm. sexed. Um, that's a bit wishy washy in the legislation. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, some people have um requested their desire for the tattoo mm-hmm. not to go in. Um, and I mean that's. No, neither here nor there, really. I mean, yep. If they wish to do that, they can. I just thought I'd ask that question. Right. If, yeah. um, so another couple of reason, reasons are health reasons that people say that, you know, so we've touched on it, a dog's more likely to get um, cancer if they've been desexed. They're more likely to have cruciate injuries if they've been desexed. They're more likely to have female incontinence issues if they've been desexed. I mean, a lot of these things are, once again, things that aren't – necessarily a great deal of data and a lot of proof on them yeah i mean certainly female um, incontinence in dogs is, yep. a, is a thing um we think that probably between two and five percent of the female okay. desex dog population has a degree of female urinary incontinence um that is because they haven't got any sex hormone left in the oh, system okay. when you desex them and it affects one of the sphincters um yep. that keep we in basically okay. um so yeah some dogs it'll happen like as soon as you desex them so okay. early on and some dogs they'll be desexed at six months of age and, yep. and, and won't have any troubles until they're two, three, five, six, seven years of age. Um, but they um, start getting a nocturnal or usually when they're asleep incontinence. So, okay. so they'll leak and there'll be a little pool of urine there yep. and they won't know about it. So yeah, that, that's so that uh, that's certainly a you know, potential drawback yep. um, and that's documented scientifically yep. um, as a problem with female dog desexing. It's relatively easily fixed if that's what's oh, okay. happening. Um, so there's a couple of different treatments, um, yep. either the still beast draw, which is a, a um, 
female hormone replacement essentially at very low levels or the minimal levels that helps um, to stop it from happening and and a lot of dogs it's one tablet every three or four or five days um, is enough to stop the trouble Um, there's other medications as well which are newer which have got um, you know different and less um, side effects potentially than the still bestrol so you know no medication's got absolutely no side effects yep. in, in anything um so you know that, that is a potential drawback and i'm upfront with that i'm, I'm yep. going to tell people that you know there's a small chance you know, two to five percent that your dog could have a um hormone responsive incontinence yep. problem um which is relatively easily fixed at, yep. at you know fairly low cost most of the time yep. um but that that is a you know potential drawback yep. and one of the few potential drawbacks of desexing female dogs um, the cancer and the cruciate side of things. Cruciates, look, there's a, a theory that um, certainly, and it is a fact that dogs, both males and females, when they're desexed pre-puberty um, or pre-finishing um, growing their skeletons, their skeletons get a little bit larger. So that's why a desex dog's sometimes a bit taller a bit than A bit taller, yeah, which is the opposite of what most people think. Yeah. I mean, most people think, oh, I'm not going to desex my dog because it's not going to end up as big. Yeah, yeah. So, so desexing doesn't stunt their growth. It <laughs> actually probably makes them a little bit taller. How much yeah. taller? Open to speculation. Yeah. Um, it's probably something like um, 5% yep. um, longer bones potentially. Um, so the theory is do those longer bones um, change the structure of the joints, particularly around the stifle, the knee joint, which is the most devastating orthopedic injury mm-hmm. that we see in dogs um, and unfortunately quite commonly. Um, does it make them more prone to um, rupture of the, um, the cranial mm-hmm. uh, cruciate ligament? There's some studies that support that. There's mm-hmm. some studies that don't support that. Yeah. Um, I think the jury scientifically is still out yeah. to, to a large extent. Um, I've spoken to um, orthopedic surgeons on the topic and some of them think it is a thing and some of them think it's not a thing. Um, there's no one to really pay for extensive um, double-blind placebo yeah. trials on that and, and it's hard. Um, most of these studies um, that have got evidence, um, inverted commas, of problems with desexing. And, and it's the same with a lot of health things in dogs, their retrospective studies. So it's just looking at sort of data from large numbers of dogs from RSPCA or animal welfare agencies and that sort of thing and trying to track yeah. them through over time to see what diseases that they do and don't get. Um, so it's there's always a little bit of conjecture to the validity of the, the findings yeah. of those studies sometimes. But it's been, it's been – I can see a, a, a method of action – um, with cruciate ligament okay. troubles. So with I, I cancer, we... Cancer is one of those things that um, it's in retrospective yeah. um, studies and, and they've, you know, statistically, um, some studies have found that there's a slight increase in, depends what tumour they're looking at, bone, yeah. bone cancers in large breed dogs um, and heart-based tumours, I mean, just sarcomas in... Um, in a small section of dogs and came up in a, in a study. So, yeah, it's still, it's still a, low numbers of studies. And, and there's a much higher risk of them actually getting those various cancers, the memories and the oh, yeah. testicular, if they're not desexed. Absolutely. And, so, and, and male dogs, we haven't discussed um, sort of comprehensively. The, I mean, the main health problem with an entire male dog is prostate problems. Yes. Um, prostate enlargement under the influence of testosterone is a big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I see a dog with um, prostate enlargement every probably two or three weeks in clinical yeah. practice, um, and some of those um, get abscesses, and they're horrible to try and treat surgically, mm-hmm. yep. uh, an, an abscess prostate, um, and prostate tumours are always a bad thing. Yep. Um, and I've probably seen, I don't know, 700 cases of prostate um, enlargement and prostate cancer in, in entire male dogs, and I've seen two um, in desexed. Mm-hmm. 
male dogs. So, I mean, yeah. That's, that's clear cut really, that's isn't right. it? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's a big problem and it's the main, you know, health grounds and justification, in my opinion, for, for desexing entire male dogs. Yep. Um, cats don't seem to send, um, don't seem to see prostate problems okay. in cats. Um, there's not many tomcats around. I was going to say, many topcats don't come into Yeah, that's the, the clinic, thing. I mean, so. In a breeding situation, you know, there's certainly tomcats um, yep. that the breeders have got, but the numbers are quite low compared yep. to the, the general dog population um, because they're pains in the butt to have mm. around. Um, yeah. So on that, let's just sort of recap the pros. So cats and dogs, pros of getting your cat and dog desex. We're reducing some of those potential um, health disease issues like our mammary tumours, the testicular cancers were... Uh, pyometry in the um, females yep. we're looking um, the prostate problems mainly in dogs yep. so there's some really big really big health yeah, issues big, that we're big, big health issues um, for both males and females and basically um, behaviorally um, males in my opinion significantly positive outcomes from desexing them because you don't have the you know that aggression. aggression problems, yep. yeah. so we've got that we've got the dogs and cats they're not as annoying irritating like whiny <laughs> for those few days of the month that the females particularly they're not wanting to get out they're not um whining to want to get out the door for a few months because they want to wander don't they yeah. these cats that, and dogs that it, come into it, season it, it's a biological imperative it yeah. is so yeah. we're not having to put up with that if we've had them desex yeah. uh big thing with cats is the tomcat spraying yes. i mean you really if you've ever had a tomcat wander past your place, you yeah, know it. It's special. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> just lovely. So you imagine having that living in your house every yeah. day. It's definitely a definite yeah. reason that in itself to get your male yeah, cat. It's not, not that hard to convince people about male no, tomcats. Once right. you've yeah, had to yeah. deal with it, um, yeah, you don't want to deal with it again. Yeah. So we've got those sort of reasons. But we've also got, as, the, as I mentioned earlier, the really big reason it's um, – Responsible pet ownership. Like, once again, these dogs and cats that aren't desexed, they're often wandering the streets looking for a mate, someone to breed with because that's their natural instinct. It's what they need. That's what they're trying to find. So they'll wander. Um, they'll often end up mating with someone. They'll end up – you'll have – mum will come home. She'll have a litter of puppies and then we – or the male just continues to wander the streets, never yeah. be – cared for really by any human and then we have another litter of dogs or cats um, that someone has to care for if we've got more animals being bred we've got more animals being contributing to the stray and wild populations that we're seeing around australia and these ones that are tending to cause troubles um wandering in and out of people's yards and having fights with dogs and cats we've got Wild cats are a big problem in our native wildlife. And oh, absolutely. And, I mean, wild animal-wise, I mean, cats are certainly a bigger problem than, than, yes. than dogs, that's for sure. Um, but it's it's still, yeah, population control. Unfortunately, yes. there's something like 50,000 pets in Queensland get euthanized every year um, because there's more pets that are bred than their that's owners right. to take them over, and that's a very sad thing if you've ever been involved with anything like that. Yeah, it's, the, not, it's not nice to have yeah, to visit a place like um, that. And it's at the end it's of not the day, pet's fault. No, absolutely. But at the end of the day, yeah, there's less um, um, intact male and female bits around there, the less likely there is to have That's exactly puppy, right. puppies and kittens. Yeah, And it's also uh, the cost and expense and the everything that goes with if you decide to have your – if your um, female dog or cat comes home and they're pregnant and all of a sudden you've got another six mouths to feed or yep. look after and care for and then – 
what happens to those? Do you keep them? Do you pass them on? Then they don't get desexed. Yeah. And do you then get the mother desexed? I mean, it's just a whole can of worms, isn't yeah. it? It's, and it's just. A, and it's the thing that, I mean, I have people that um, have an entire male dog, for example, and they say, okay, we're going to have one litter um, yes. and we're going to let the kids experience the, oh, the miracle of life and all that sort of thing. Um, but they haven't fully rationalised, okay, I might get one puppy, I might get 15 puppies, mm. depending on the breed, um, and what healthcare needs go along yes. with that. Um, you know, if it needs a caesarean at 3 o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. it's you know, 2000 or $3,000 at the emergency centre, um, if, you're lucky, if you're lucky. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, there's lots of things to consider when you're um, if you're thinking about breeding pets. And these days there's lots of um, legislational things to think about as well because most um, states and most council jurisdictions have got restrictions on um, breeding like um, animals. Like breeding is what we're Well, saying. yeah, just, um, just, I mean, needing licenses and breeding yes. identification numbers and that sort of thing. And, and are you licensed to have a... Yeah, a litter of puppies, and and if you have a litter of puppies, you need to have um, the right paperwork to go along with yeah. it, or you can't advertise it on Facebook or in the paper or anywhere else. Yes, um, if you're not a registered breeder, etc. Yeah. So the, it's more complicated than it used to be, yeah. um, and um, that's another good reason to the sexy pets. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and it's also another reason why we find that um, your responsible animal shelters and adoption agencies and welfare leagues are. Desexing, they desex everything before they leave. There's very f- few and far between that they don't desex. Yeah, they're either they're either desexed or they um, have got a voucher to come back and and, and get desexed. desexed yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I will talk about is uh, entire male cats. Certainly, mm-hmm. that you can desex them too young. Okay. Um, we see entire male cats desexed at you know six or eight weeks in a in a you know, refuge or an RSPCA yeah. situation. Those those cats are more prone to urinary tract obstruction problems later on in okay. life because they haven't developed as basically as big a penis as they would okay. if they were desexed um, at the six months old or later. Um, and that doesn't make them more prone to getting crystals in their urine. Yep. Um, there's a, a small population of 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 cats that normally. Um, have crystals in their urine as just part of their metabolism and if yep. they've got a narrower urethra to wee through um, they're more likely to get blocked, blocked up yeah, yep. which is a, a medical emergency and um, if they're desexed young they're more likely to have a narrower urethra basically Absolutely. so certainly you know, six months old but not earlier for entire male cats in particular Is that where that voucher is coming into play now that bring yeah. back for that desexing yep. I mean, so It still happens and, and it's mm-hmm. the pros and cons and, and yes. um, you know, risk versus reward of, of yep. letting them go as an entire animal and not seeing them back again I can see their point of view but yep. um, but yeah, health wise if you've got a kitten um, at your place that's not desexed yet um, I wouldn't do it until six months of age uh-huh. um, or at least five cool. months anyway yep yeah. uh, I think we've pretty much covered the pros and cons yep. of desexing I just want to uh, Glenn was telling me something very very interesting before we started here about nutricles is that right it's yes. nutricles I hadn't heard of it before <laughs> he was surprised that I hadn't heard of it before but I can't say I've ever had anything to do with nuticles in my yeah, look, it's, it's, not, it's not a common procedure, but we do get requests from time to time for um, um, I'm desexing my dog or, or part desexing my dog and, and I want a nuticle put in and, and a nuticle um, is a fake testicle. Um, and they can, come in soft, medium or hard. Yes, you can get <laughs> on a price basis, basically. You can get ones that just look good or you can get ones that feel good as well. Um, and, oh, my God, what would you want to have a testicle that's fake that feels good? good um i mean some um people in the show world um uh have got 
dogs with pathology or, or you know, diseases of a testicle um, and, and it needs to be removed but they still want to be in the show ring. Um, so they're making and, it look and, the same. And look the same and feel yep. the same if the, um, if the judge is, is feeling that which they're inclined to do and, and able to do as part of the judging procedures. Um, so, yeah, so occasionally we get asked to put in a pair of nudicles for, um, for maintaining show um, standards. So how do you pick them? Is it like a catalogue or do we have a little there is, testing there is a catalog. touch and feel <laughs> situation? No, you can't touch them. You can't, can't pre-check them. Um, you just got to measure things up and decide do you want one that just looks the same or texturally feels the same basically and, and order them off a website from the States. So it's and, not and, a go-large sort of situation? It's no, I would, I would advise against going larger than the, than the stock standard <laughs> models rather than a bolt-on upgrade. Um, but, yeah, I've had a few that um, – for whatever reason, owners have um, decided that they um, want to sex their dog um, for all the reasons that we've discussed, but but still reasons. want them to look like they haven't been dissexed um, for aesthetic reasons. Yes, it's and, definitely and, and we do that. Um, an option out there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would certainly never yeah. encourage it, and I don't routinely um, raise it as part of the <laughs> "you should dissex your dog." Um, but you want to get some fake nuts? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we won't go there. So, um, but yeah, so that that's the nutical story. It does happen, but it doesn't. Um, there's no biological advantage to it. That's for sure. And you know, there's a small risk involved with implanting anything into the body potentially. So, it's just a little silicon implant. Yeah, it's just a little silicon implant, basically. Just goes back where the other one was. There yeah. you go. Hmm. See, I think everyone's probably learned something yep. today. Most people wouldn't have heard of nuticals before. Good old nuticals. For sure. Yeah. Yep, that's something for the trivia night. All right. Well, I think we have have covered mostly everything, haven't we, Dr. Glenn? Cover, cover most of it. I mean, you could go on for hours about sexing. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's the main things is at the end of the day there's far more um, pros than there are cons. Um, exactly and we've right. discussed the valid cons and there's a few valid cons mm-hmm. in there, but they're um, controllable and, and manageable um, and, uh, yeah, the risks far outweigh the um, the potential um, problems of, of not desexing. Yep. 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 So – I guess all I can really say on the matter is it really is, in my eyes, part of responsible pet ownership. I don't want to breed a dog. I don't see any point at all in having any of my dogs or cats um, entire for any reason. There's no behavioural benefit. I don't believe that there's really um, high enough reason medically to be keeping them as entire. And I think there's so many more pros in getting it done. And yeah, absolutely. I know I'd be taking them around the six months of age and get yeah. in and get it done and yep. then it's done and you sort of don't think about it again. Absolutely. And then, I mean, if that's what you've got pets for, just to be a pet, I would certainly that's agree. Right. Um, and if you are you know, in a position where you're a breeder, standard recommendation is still, okay, when that animal has finished its breeding yes. career, um, desex them in for all those um, yeah, those health benefits, basically. That's right. yeah. So it is really the best outcome for your dog and your dog or your cat. And they don't necessarily know that it's happened. I can't talk to them, but I mean, yep. they run out, run out the door quite happily, and and we have troubles keeping them quiet for the ten days as a real po- yeah, <laughs> post that's, that's post surgery. Yeah, um, so. so yeah, I mean, it usually affects the male owner more than it affects the dog. Exactly, it doesn't yeah. mentally scar your animal yes. for life, so yeah. they will be okay after it. That, absolutely. Well, there is a little bit more of information on uh, why we should desex um, our pets on the. Vet and Pet Direct blog site and just a little bit of more information on those pros and cons. So if you're looking for something else to have a look at, jump on there and um, have a read. But uh, apart from that, until next time, I guess. Great discussion. Thanks, guys. See you later. See you.